0: Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 13, Iris. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, And a cursed monkey's paw you found in your stepfather's underwear drawer. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe as Roy.
2: I'll be fulfilling my destiny by beating up more New Yorkers than anyone ever has. Matt as Rocky.
0: When I find him, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna run around my neck and I'm gonna squeeze and ring and it's gonna be so satisfying. And
1: Brian as Pippa. When I find him, I'm going to grab his ankles and I'm going to squeeze, I'm going to twist. Welcome, players. How's everybody doing tonight? How are, how are you doing? Alive. For now.
0: You have a point.
1: Gabe, are you spinning to my love Yeah. <sighs> no. I'm not
2: spinning. I'm circling. Like a shark. Like a sit and spin kind of thing? Sit and spin. That
3: was a toy, actually.
0: Much more sellable than the shit and spin. <laughs> that thing was a mess. Not the New
3: York
1: style of sit and spin. Sit and spin. Well, listeners, if you would like to provide some feedback or praise or just say howdy, drop us a letter from beyond our website at lovecraftapes.com. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecraftapes. Thank you to Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Brittany Davis, Atulia, Elizabeth Greeve, Chris Parker, Brownie Davis, Jefferson Bell, Kyle Sherman, Huge Pie, Eric Zane, Olda Polkert. Lobster Johnson, David Winterman, Frank Delventhal, Amanda Power, Daniel Hissey, Snow, Eric Phillips, Wouter Romayan, Malambra57, John Imray, Daniel Caprone, Dom Driver, John May, Bastard King, Phil Dickinson, Robert Jamison, Eric Sederberg, Mall, Boston Harbor Horror, Ripley Iwan, Just Mall, Davinia Vanzarevich, Christopher Woods, Alex Yogg, Rain Bedwell, Liz Moonberry, Stephen Gregory, Flicks Capacitator, A.E. Jonesy, John Scarsella, Sheldon Warner, Chainsaw Unicorn, Captain Vashton, Marty Dixon, Peter V.D.B., Andrew Petty, The Frilled Shark, Gregory Schmucker, James Brown, Shane Stoley, Ruined Ashes, Ineptus Astartes, Rolling Boxcars, Matthew, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Hoser underscore 21, Botran, Alexandra Kroska, Holden Omans, Kevin C, Tientai, Horse Draper, Casper Ryback, Phil Campbell, AJ Ake, Justin Levesque, Nicholas Hutto, John Konopasik, Sykesin, Kevin G, Mick Cope, Robert Lamb, Jehovah's Thickness, Tomas, Prophet of Woe, Phoenix Black, Benjamin Webking, Puddle Time, and Seroton, Wizard of Isenglass. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all that. Support. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor.
4: Yo. Welcome back to the official That Ain't Pizza YouTube channel. I'm Finny Capriccio, coming at you live from New York City. That's right, baby, the big bad apple. Today we're going to talk about something that warms my heart. An authentic New York slice. It's so delicious the way it drips and it squirts in your mouth so ooey and gooey and don't forget about the red sauce baby you gotta have a lot of that sauce you know what i'm talking about so i know what you're gonna ask me yo Vinny. where do you go for the best slice in manhattan all right all right don't crowd me today just because we're friends you and i and because you subscribe to this channel if you didn't subscribe you can't hear this i'm gonna tell you the best slice in new york city well, there's this hopping little joint over in Little Lily called Fulci's, man. That guy has got it going on. A master of his craft. He keeps his eyes on the prize, if you know what I mean. And he's got this wild technique I ain't never seen before. Get this, he uses razor blades when he cuts it. Crazy, right? He just slides it across the skin, fat and flesh open wide, almost like the body's screaming. Then that yummy sauce oozes out all over the place. Yeah, it's messy, but what do you think? That's what makes it so satisfying. My friend, trust me. You're gonna want to get in line early at Fulci's because they don't last long once he slices into them, you dig? Alright, New Yorkers. Smash that like and subscribe button. And make sure to tune in next time when we're gonna check out the fine work of Mr. Voorhees and what he's been doing down by the docks lately. And as always, don't forget, that ain't pizza.
0: And we're back.
1: What'd you guys think of that product and service?
0: Just keep running that one ad. We don't need any other sponsors for the rest of the the duration of this podcast. We have found advertising perfection. Wouldn't you agree, Gabe?
1: Yeah,
2: I liked it. I liked how long and boring it was as well. That pretty much sums up the
1: show. No. Maybe that product sells like ice cubes in Thailand or hotcakes in Antarctica. But right here in the good old US of A, we like it about as much as we like democracy or Fago rock and rye or freedom or plastic slinky or civil liberties or yodeling into the Grand Canyon or the Declaration of Independence. And that is to say, we don't like it. No, sir, not one bit. Because this here republic of Americaners was built on the bones of those we subjugated, so we're only interested in grade-A quality concrete mixer because we got to rebuild this damn foundation. Turns out, bones are not an ideal platform upon which to build a society. They crumble, they break. We keep having to shore up our delusions with 4x4s, four and even then, the whole dang illusion of a perfect utopia teeters back and forth, back and forth. It gets so I'm afraid to walk around, go anywhere. No siree, Bob, I'm giving Bones a 2 out of 5 stars on Yelp. What's a Yelp?
2: That's like when a dog gets stepped on.
1: Oh. That's why I don't like it. Leave the dogs alone. Now, dear investigators, we play. Case 13, Tape 3, Root for the Away Team.
0: Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Fully recharged from their altercation at the Twilight Sideshow, our brave adventurers hitch up their britches and forge ahead, or rather, below, to uncover the secrets Charles Blaine left behind, or rather, below, Rocky and Pippa plundered a mysterious crate in the storage room to divulge the probable origination of the artifact. Meanwhile, said artifact, an exquisitely designed scepter bookended by Cat's Eyes Jewels, endured the unstoppable scrutiny of Roy Arroyo, who expertly ascertained an engraved word in a Serbo-Croatian language. Although the fearless team of three agreed to strike out for Manhattan in the morning, Rocky discovered Roy had already absconded with the prize and left behind an explosive surprise. It was funny. Pippa and Rocky. It's been a long morning of questions from the authorities, but thankfully the prevailing wisdom is that Blaine Manor, which is now... Sadly, a smoking pit of rubble cordoned off by emergency services was destroyed by a natural gas explosion or freak earthquake localized to the property. Either way, you are declared blameless and allowed to go, though the corporal watches you intently as you leave the police station. Arkham swelters in the August heat, noonday humidity dripping down the back of your shirt, so you wisely retreat to Pippa's air-conditioned house to assess your current situation. Roy, who is not answering his phone or replying to texts, has obviously gone ahead to Manhattan in possession of the artifact. Which is unfortunate because an expert, a professor of geosciences, say, might have been able to assess the item's worth and provenance more accurately. You only know two things for certain right now. First, Charles meant for Samantha to bring the artifact to New York City for some as yet unknown reason. Second, the artifact may have been originally received in the United States at Hotel Odebrati, the address for which was found on the scrap of paper recovered from the crate in the now obliterated sub-basement of Blaine Manor. Time to make a plan. Well,
3: first we're getting out of my house, because we're not going to blow this one up.
0: Ah, uh, you know, those natural gas leaks, they can just show up anywhere nowadays. I'd say we go now. It might be in our best interest just to follow Roy. Well, I have everything that I think we'll need. I mean, who knows where this is going to end up. Sounds like to me
3: like Pippa's driving. I get in, I buckle up, I push in my foreigner cassette and we're on the
1: road. Foreigner 4. The saddest one. Rocky gets in Pippa, never breaking eye contact, slips in the <laughs> foreigner 4.
0: <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> for a girl. Like, well. We got a hundred miles to New York. We got half a tank in gas, a full pack of cigarettes. It's not really dark out, but we are still wearing sunglasses. And I've got a Snickers. I mean, you're not you when you're hungry. I
3: get hangry.
1: Things are going uh, pretty well. You you hop on the road, and you're a little bit tired from all the questioning and everything, but you're you're still feeling pretty good. And it's it's not going to take very long. We've got some adrenaline going too. You're looking at maybe three hour drive tops.
2: And you only have four and are four. But the heads on it stick, so it's like...
1: (laughs) It's not too long. You're actually getting very close. You've been on the road for about two and a half hours. And it becomes quite apparent that traffic is horrible. You kind of find yourself in gridlock. You get pretty frustrated because you've been in the car for like almost four and a half hours. And... You know, you're starting to get a little bit hungry, a little bit thirsty. You know, Rocky's over there just furiously Googling Google Maps, trying to find alternate routes. And it becomes quite apparent that your best course of action is probably going to be stop and grab a bite somewhere and just wait it out.
2: No, let's do the in traffic episode. It'd be funny.
0: Pip is playing foreigner, not traffic. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to ask one of the locals. Lean out the window of the guy driving the cab next to me. Just start wildly gesticulating going, hey, Dubai, hey, hey, well.
1: He just looks and shifts over in traffic. A few miles outside of the city, you haven't crossed over into Manhattan yet. It's going to be quite a while. So there are quite a few places to stop if you want to. Yeah, we do. Pippa, you're, you're kind of looking around and you, and you see a place. It's called the batter's cage. Nice. Clearly they're going to have some food, some TV, something to watch, you know, some drinks. If you want to get a drink, maybe a white and Spritzer, who knows? Motherfucking Catalina wine. <laughs> you pull in and it's, uh, it looks like a pretty nice sports bar. Pretty busy,
0: actually. Great. We're
1: going to get a table.
0: Hey, guys, just uh, pick a table you want. Any, any table's fine. All right. Grab the table closest to the door. Pick it up and start leaving.
1: And uh, soon a uh, waiter comes up with a couple of menus and is like, hey, hey we got got to get you guys. He's kind of looking at his phone, slightly distracted. Some attention. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got chicken wings on sale right now. It's 50 cents a wing.
3: A wait person's favorite question. What's good here? Nothing. What do you recommend? Uh, The wings are on sale.
1: They're they're pretty good. They're not bad. They're bad. I'll have a Reuben. Reuben. All right. Yeah. What, what do you want, sir?
0: Uh, tell me what you just. Uh, just give me a dozen of those wings, huh? Eh?
1: Dozen wings. Got it. Uh, you want any hot sauce for that?
0: Oh yes. Uh, you know, give me the good the good stuff. We're we're looking to make a bang here. Anything to drink? Uh, you you want beer? We can do. We'll we'll do two beers.
1: Two beers. All right. I'm sorry if you want to watch something, but we kind of got it all tuned to the uh, the playoff game. So uh, hope you guys are fans, and you guys look up and see. The Red Sox and Yankees are playing. Roy, it's hot. Like, really, really hot. The sun blazes down relentlessly on Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, but the lukewarm yingling still tastes great, and Boston is just about ready to take them Yankees down a notch. You formulated this plan back at Blaine Manor taking Bugsy Jr. to the ballpark for a big game, and as luck would have it, this whole Charles Blaine mystery was headed to New York City, too. So, you decided to surprise your brother by sneaking back into the sub-basement to grab the artifact in the wee hours after everyone else was asleep. Funny thing was, as soon as you began lifting the transparent case... It shattered into a billion pieces, raining down onto the pedestal and floor like so much candy glass. The countdown to destruction began immediately. Oops. Thankfully, you had a screen door repair kit in your pocket. It took five minutes to locate the hidden pressure points where the glass case had rested and another ten to carefully unroll the rubber spline in your kit to trace the exact rectangular pattern. As soon as the loop was completed, the countdown stopped. Woof! Crisis averted. That spline would stay in place perfectly fine just as long as nobody opened the lab door too quickly. But what were the chances of that happening? Boy, Rocky is going to be proud of you for taking the initiative. Not that you care, but still. Oh, and you make a mental note to tell him later about the secret you found. He'll probably want to know that. Artifact in hand, you joined Bugsy Jr. and headed to Manhattan. Now... The two of you are sitting in plastic-backed chairs in the stands, cheering on the Red Sox for any show of minimum effort. Hey, Ken, this was a pretty good idea. Thanks, man. Trying to lift my spirits. You know, nothing's better than uh, being
2: surrounded by a lot of guys who are going to be crying soon. Look at these bums, man. They they can barely go around the bases. Bunch of idiots. They actually think that their yanks are going to get it
1: done. Not in this lifetime, brother. What is it, 1998? I don't think it is. I know I said this before, and you just really remind me of that guy that my dad used to hang out with. Roy? Roy Arroyo? I think we talked about him before, but... Well,
2: yeah, he was like my mentor. Just like everybody else in that town, I looked up to him.
1: Well, you know, you know, they call me Bugsy, but my actual name isn't Bugsy. It's Benedictito. Bugsy was just, like, kind of a nickname, you know, because my dad and everything. But, and, you know, Benedettino doesn't really roll off the tongue, you know. Yeah, I understand why they call you Bugsy. Yeah, let's go Socks! So, i would be thinking, you know, like, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, like, nickname thing, you just call me Bugsy. Would he be okay if I just called you Roy? Would that be all right?
2: Yeah, it'd make things a lot easier.
1: I mean, you just, you remind me of Roy. I Every time I say Ken, I just want to say Roy. You can go ahead. Oh, thanks, Roy. Let's make it a whole lot easier. (laughs) Name's a name. What can I say? Name's a name. Yeah. And then uh, as you guys are talking, a guy goes by and he kind of catches your eye and winks at you. He gives you a thumbs up and then keeps walking up the uh, stairs. What what the hell was that guy doing? Was he a Sox fan or a Yankees fan? It Sox. I saw the shirt. Well, then that's why. He knows. It's cool. Anyways, yeah, I really appreciate you getting me away from Mockham. You know, things are really starting to coil in my brain. I just kept thinking of Tina the, the whole time. And, I get it, man. That wasn't out. Are you blind? And uh, this woman who's walking by, really good looking woman, long blonde hair, short cropped shirt, mid drift showing, leans over and says, You guys are so good. I'm, I'm glad you're out. And then she keeps walking. What'd she say? I couldn't, I couldn't hear what she said. Something about us being out and having a good time or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe she just knows we're just two buddies, right? High five. I'll high five them. And then you hear this laughter across the aisle. And you look over and see a bunch of people just waving and grinning at you across the aisle. And then they start pointing up towards the Jumbotron. And you see the Jumbotron camera focused on you and Bugsy. The words across the screen scroll say, Home Run Romance, sponsored by Grindr.
0: Sponsored by Boober. Wait.
1: Oh, what the hell? Did you put him up to this, Roy? No. Very
2: funny, people. Look, Bugs, as far as I'm concerned, it's two less Yankees fans getting to be on the Jumbotron.
1: Exactly right. Yeah, we're basically uh, stars, right? I mean, not that way, but stars. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Look, um, my beer's gone. I'm going to run up and get some more, and i got to take a whiz. Uh, you want me to bring back a beer? Yeah, give me a banquet. A banquet? All right, I'll, I'll be right back, man. Yeah, a lot really funny people. And Bugsy heads up the stairs towards the bathrooms and such. While he's gone, the Yankees do manage to get a man on base, which really pisses you off. And uh, you hear boos from one end of the stadium and cheers from another. And you're kind of intently watching the game, and uh, someone bumps you from behind. And this very large woman, wearing a Yankees jersey, brushes past you, bumping, knocking your knees together, and sits in Bugsy's chair, eating a hot dog. She has dried mustard on her Yankees jersey. And she just yells out, yeah, go, Yanks! Hey, lady, that ain't your chair. And she looks at you straight in the face. You can tell she is saturated with too much cheap beer. Will you go do a punk? And she pokes you in the chest. And I'll take her hat and throw it as hard as I can. Pippa and Rocky. Your waiter returns, chuckling to himself and furiously swiping left on his phone. Uh, anything else? He asks, clearly distracted. What are you looking at there? <laughs> oh, just this, these guys. <laughs> the like, they, they must be in love or something. I don't know. Any points towards one of the big screens? And you turn around. Slowly, to see a frenzy of activity on the TV screen, except it isn't a double play at home plate. It's a full-on stadium fight. Fans trading blows and hurling hot dogs at each other. And at the center of it all, the cameras capture the unmistakable image of Roy Arroyo face contorted with rage, receiving an uppercut to the chin from a woman wearing a torn Yankees t-shirt stained red from all the blood pouring from her broken nose.
0: And this is why my brother was banned from 37 different sports stadiums.
1: What's even more disconcerting is the large green turtle dangling between Roy's legs, powerful jaws clamped down tight on his nether regions. Why is there a turtle there?
0: That one's beyond me. Can I try one of your wings? Yeah, they're actually not bad.
3: Oh, they're not bad. I mean, for a place like this the waiter like that.
1: It's quite clear that traffic is starting to move along and you guys finish up your lunch and hop back in the car.
3: I wonder if we should get there as quickly as possible.
0: Nah, we'll take the scenic route.
3: Well, he's going to be in jail if we don't get him quick.
0: It's not his first time and it won't ever be his last. He'll be fine.
3: Alright, you want to go to the zoo?
0: Why don't we make our way to the hotel? Uh, We can grab some rooms and uh, settle in and that uh, should give uh, my brother enough time to sleep at off. something like that all right so you're gonna make a left up here we're on a bridge i know the hotel is like right below us so i'm using apple maps it tells me to go left right here
2: if you were using Waze, it would tell you to make four rights right there
1: please make a u-turn please make a u-turn i use MapQuest. so uh you guys managed to make it to hotel odobrati in the land of skyscrapers Hotel Odebrati's drab, gray brick exterior seems dwarfed. Small windows denote each of the six floors, their reflective surfaces gleaming dully like uninterested eyes, glaring back at the gritty urban environment. The street-level entry is an inconspicuous glass turnstile over which droops a tired, tattered green canopy, whose aluminum frame shows like a desiccated corpse's bone structure. There is no doorman or valet. Why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please?
0: I needed a 62. I rolled a 15. That is a hard success.
1: And there's a couple things that you notice. Uh, One is that there are a series of rickety, rusty fire escapes that go up one side. But more curious is the fact that the entire second floor, all the windows have been boarded up. Seems unusual, but it is New York, so maybe they're doing construction. You look everywhere, there's scaffolding and construction workers just going nonstop there. At the hotel or just in the area? Uh, That is New York City in total. But nothing around the outside
3: of the hotel when we're looking. No, there's no
1: scaffolding, so it doesn't appear that anybody is doing any sort of exterior work. Uh, These are boarded from the inside. Gotcha. Pippa, you could park uh, at a parking garage nearby if you wanted throw a dead corpse in any direction and there'll be one...
3: Rock, can you get the corpse out the trunk? $43 a day? That's an hour, buddy.
0: You've never been to New York City before, have you?
3: Oh, yeah. For a day trip. On a bus. When I was six.
0: Yes, that's explained. This is is, is a good... Just park here. We'll be fine. Give me some money. Reach into my
3: pocket. I need the card, sir. Who takes cash anymore, Grandpa? Shuffle through like four or five of them. No, use this one. Who's... John Stetfield. Don't ask those questions. And swipe. Here's your card back, sir. Thanks. So you you managed to park your car, no issues. We'll walk that uh, three quarters of a mile back, crossing the 17 lane
1: main street. Yeah, you quickly make your way back to the hotel and uh, go inside the turnstile, which creaks very loudly as if seldom used.
3: Do we get stopped and they say you have to be a
1: member to come in here? And then I hand them a gold coin. The lobby is small and depressing. Threadbare carpet of indeterminate hue covers the floor of a small waiting area with no chairs or other seating. Iron bars protect a bulletproof window next to a security door that looks as though it could withstand an atomic blast. A single elevator stands closed in the far wall next to a stairwell entry. Hello, my friends! Calls a muffled Eastern European voice from behind the window. Would you like room for the night for an hour? Come, talk with Tomaslav. I fix you up.
0: Yes, um, I believe we will be in need of, uh, two rooms, if you have them available, yes.
1: Ah, that's no problem. For the night, not the hour. You're not together? No, um,
0: no. Two two rooms? Two,
1: yes. You would not be by any chance for Rocky and Pippa. Yes. I, I am looking for Rocky and Pippa. I'm Rocky. Hello, Rocky, nice to meet you. This is Pippa. Pippa, oh, such a beautiful name. Uh, anyway, uh, your rooms are all paid for, Roy took care of that. He and, uh, the bug, the bugster, I like to call him the bugster, they upstairs, they are in six-something, oh, six, uh, six or nine. I don't know why he said he got a laughter, he laughed, he asked for six oh nine. six or nine, I, I don't know why, but I gave him six or nine.
0: Only if I can have room 420.
1: He wanted to give you 86, and we don't got that. No, no, we do not have
0: it. Do you have a room 404?
1: Yes, but well, it is occupied. She's not very nice. You would not like her. Maybe you would. I don't know, but I don't like her. But she' permanent. We cannot kick her out. We try. Rent control. I don't know. I don't know what her name is. Error not found. Error not found. I think her name was Error. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, I have you in uh, 607 and 605, if that's okay. Is that okay? Yes, that will work just fine. All right. You say,
0: on my way in. One minute, I
1: give you keys. Yes. I I noticed there's some
0: uh, boarded up uh, windows. Are are you perhaps doing some renovations?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, we got a problem up there. It's it's like, ah, it's not good. And the owners, uh, they're getting it all all cooked up. It'll all be better in the fall. Don't you worry. You come back uh, for Halloween, say, it's all good. Right now, can't let you up there. It's, it's, uh, It's very dangerous. Okay. There's like boards and nails and things. I don't like it. I could listen to this guy all day. (laughs) So could I. The street's beautiful, right? It's Park Avenue. Maybe not the good part of Park Avenue, but it's good. What are you eating? It's Junior Mints. They're great. You know the uh, uh, episode of the Seinfeld? The juniaments, they cure everything. And I take Windex <laughs> and I spray it in my eyes. And... All right, my friends, uh, is there anything else you, you would like? You guys have a good evening. And uh, let me know if you need any uh, recommendos. I, I like to say recommendos for like, uh, places to eat, things to do. I, I'm here for you. Tomaslav is here for you. Do you have any, uh,
3: places that deliver any menus or anything?
1: Oh, yeah. There's menus in the room. Don't you worry. Any place you can, you can get Chinese food. You can get Tiwanese food. You can get. Any kind of East food that you like. Vietnamese? You you can get the hard food. If you don't like the East food, you can get the hard food. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) Belgian East food. (laughs) And uh, Roy says, just knock on his door. He's expecting you. Hey, Rocky, if you're not doing anything later, I got some vodka. I just, like, from my home country. Special thing. We don't take, we take sweet potatoes, not regular potatoes. Very sweet. Mm. You come on down. I give you, I share you a glass. What time? Anytime, my friend. You, you could do it right now, if you like. I'll try some. You Come on back here. Come on back here.
3: You take our bags up, Rock? You look over and I'm already
0: in the elevator and the door is closing.
1: Bye, Pippa. Rocky hops in the elevator. Back in the 80s, this mirrored elevator car was probably all the rage. Unfortunately... It hasn't been updated since then, showing its age with buckled metallic flooring, cracked reflective glass, and a missing access panel above, so you can see all the way up the grease-smeared shaft. There is the distinct smell of pine sol and puke coming from a crusty stain on one corner wall. The seven buttons are labeled B and 1 through 6. Someone has taped a handwritten note next to B that reads,
0: Laundry. Push the button that says six, and then I'm going to spam push the door close button, even though I know it doesn't do anything. It makes me feel better.
1: So you ascend to the sixth floor. And the nicest thing you could say about the hallways is, at least they aren't littered with needles. Otherwise, the age of this place clearly shows in its cracked plaster walls, which have been repainted frequently, and the ramshackle condition of the light sconces outside each room. There are a total of 20 rooms per floor, 10 to either side. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please.
0: Uh, I needed a 62. I rolled a 16. That is, or No, that's an 18. It's a hard success.
1: Even though this hallway appears to be pretty dilapidated and very aged. The one nice thing is the design of the sconce is quite unique. It's fashioned from brass and made to appear as if it's an ornate flower vase.
0: Going to walk down the hallway to 607 and uh, unlock the door and head on into the room.
1: Surprisingly, the narrow rooms are spare but clean and comfortable. There are no hangers in the closet, but there are extra towels and washcloths in the bathroom. A folded card on the bed announces the room has been prepared by Maria, who can be reached anytime via the front desk, and tips are not necessary but appreciated.
0: Gonna wheel in and set the bags down and then immediately step over one door to 609 and give it a couple of heavy knocks just to make sure that Roy can hear me because at this point I wouldn't be surprised if him and here just passed out. And the door immediately opens. Oh, hey, rock. Took you long enough to get here. What was the problem? What was the holdup? Manhattan traffic. You know how it is.
1: Oh yeah, God, I forget about that stuff, man. These New Yorkers are crazy.
0: We stopped at a sports bar somewhere on the way and got some some food. I saw your uh, your and Roy's uh, big adventure.
1: God, we had the best time
0: at the park. Oh
1: my God! Uh, it yeah, was so I much saw fun. you
0: really enjoyed the uh, the kiss cam. You know that that. Seemed like a highlight.
1: That was a joke. That was a joke. We weren't actually kissing. Nobody said nothing about no kissing.
0: I made sure to make that happen special just for you, too. Just so you know.
1: I mean, Roy, Rocky, that guy, Rocky's here. Walk to the door slowly. And you see Roy come into frame. Uh, He does look a little worse for the wear. He's got uh, a few bruises on his chin, and he's kind of walking bow-legged.
0: What happened to you? I meet a business end of a rather large Yankees fan.
1: Those Yankees jokers
2: had to sick their stupid playoff losing turtle on me.
0: Hopefully you got everything patched up and put back in the right spots.
1: I've always been fine.
0: So anyway, and I'm just going to walk into the room pushing past Bugsy.
1: Uh, Yeah, come on in, man. You you want something to drink? We got some beers.
0: Beers. So, I found your surprise you left us in the basement of the house, or the former basement of the former house. It's no longer there.
2: What do you mean, it's no longer there?
0: The house is, is gone, thanks to you.
2: What do you mean, thanks to me? I set it up.
0: So, you did break the glass and then leave without saying anything, despite the multiple warnings...
2: I didn't think I'd need to say anything. I figured you might use some caution around the thing and be all right.
0: Well, considering it wasn't supposed to leave its case. If it was still there, we'd still have a, a, a nice house, but, you know.
2: Maybe we. We never owned that house. Why don't you stop, you know, moral high grounding me over things that you have no jurisdiction over.
0: Where's the staff? It's around.
2: It's in a secure place.
0: How many times have I told you, Roy, underneath the mattress is not a secure place. We've we've been through this.
2: It's a secure place if that's not where it is, but people think to check there.
0: You've literally hidden every single thing you've ever had as a kid under your mattress thinking it was a secure place. There was your diary, then there was your piggy bank, and then there was your collection of rather interesting magazines i mean
2: everything that you know about was hidden under the mattress in sky mall is not
3: an interesting magazine
0: between the sky mall and the motor trend i never quite figured out why you were collecting those
1: you don't get it you don't you never understood me and as soon as roy says that rocky you clearly see the scepters laying underneath the bed
0: just
2: laying there yeah well guess what rock you're on our side the bad guys won't know to
1: look there. We'll switch back to Pepper real quick. So, Rocky, where are you from exactly?
3: I'm from the corner of never in your mind.
1: This is my lucky day. I pass by that corner every day. Show me the hooch. I want to taste this. And he brings out this mason jar. It's filled with this sort of off color, liquidy. It's got a little bit of an oil slick on the top of it. He pulls out these two tin cups that are slightly rust stained and just pours it just a few little dollops in mm. for a beautiful woman, a beautiful drink from my home country. I take it and do the shot and I take the next one and do the shot. Woo. Nicely done. Let's go ahead and give you a constitution roll. How's that? I needed a 55. I rolled a 10. That's extreme. So you slam the mug down, and he looks at you with deep appreciation. Whoa. Oh, you a spitfire. I can. Give me a lighter. What, what are you doing with this, jerks? We just have some
3: business here in town, only for a day or two.
1: Wait, are you in the realty business? I see you've got the name tag there. No, no, no. I'm a realtor.
3: No, it's a step above a realtor.
1: I see. I see. Are you looking to acquire some property? Maybe. You have any for sale? Give me a D 100 plus. A 40. Are you being in town long? Or royally pay for the one night.
3: Yeah, we're not sure yet, but most likely
1: one night is what we're hoping for. I mm, say, too bad. Nah. Might have a ticket to a very special event is coming up. What's your special event? Do you like art? I love hearts. How about art, hearts? Are you a seal? You know, like paintings and such. Yeah, I like paintings. Yeah, Like the masters. You like the masters? I like monsters. I know these people, the, you know, the artsy, fartsy type. And Oh, I don't like farts. I do favors for them. They do favors for me. I don't talk nothing. I don't say nothing. But I take care of biz just like you take care of biz right now. When is this event? It's tomorrow night. I said that already. What time? Is that booze going to your head? Of course it is. It's kind of a mason jar. It's got oil on the top. It's going to be late. I mean, I know maybe you're out of town. You don't stay up late. But this is the city that never sleeps. You know what I'm saying? There's parties all the time. I do. But if you want to go, you let me know. I'll get you a ticket. No problem. Can I go with you? I would like to go with you. I don't want to go by myself. You seem very interesting. Thank you. I don't ask no questions. Maybe with one of these guys. I don't know. Hopefully not the bug because he's kind of weird, but. The bugster is is a little off. The bugster. (laughs) I like saying bugster. It just (laughs) is funny. He's like he's not a real bug. He's like a bugster, you know. Under the skin, he is. He's like a bug's brother or something. I don't know. <laughs> a bug's buddy. <laughs> he's like a bug's. Fu- you funny? It's going to You're my funny. head.
3: I'm gonna go to bed. I put my hand on his hand and say, "Thank you
1: for the drink." Yeah, you know, thing you give me a call and hey, you want a little more hoot. You want a little for the room? Yes, the whole jar. No, that you will be dead by dawn. You know what I'm saying? You don't That's want the that. goal. I'll give you a little to go cup. All right. You have a good night, and uh, you know, you need anything, you know where to find me, right? You live behind the front desk. Pick up the phone. All right. Thank you. I- I'll be here for you, Rocky. Thank you, Thomas Silva. So we'll we'll head back to the gentleman in the discussing things in the room.
0: Gonna turn around and look out. Oh my god, is that a Yankees fan in the hallway? And I'm just gonna step past him and swipe the scepter from under the bed. That won't work, because I'm not stupid. Could've fooled me. Look, we need to put this somewhere where it's actually safe. Like where?
1: Give me one better place. Bugsy Bendo. Hey guys, I'm not in this alright? I'm just, I'm here for a little, uh, R&R that's about all I got, alright?
0: Look, I might still have a little bit of reach. Yeah,
2: you seem to think you do everywhere. It's because I do. No one ever knows who you are, ever.
0: Yeah, that's the idea behind being a secret agent.
2: Yet you act like everybody knows who you are and just gives you things, but this never works out. You just talk about it, and then nothing happens. And then I save the day. So go, call whatever fucking stupid organization you think is gonna help you, and then you're gonna pretend like, oh, they just can't today, but they would any other time. So go ahead and call them, and when they don't answer the phone because they're not real and you don't have any friends, we'll keep it under my mattress.
0: Are you done? Or should I just wait another 15 minutes for you to...
2: For me to use words, because that's what human beings do? It's funny how I was able to get the scepter out, and you would have never figured it out in a million years.
0: Gonna pull out my phone and, uh, dial, uh...
2: No number, because you don't know anybody in New York.
0: I'm gonna dial the New York Historical Society.
1: You get their, uh, answering machine if they're closed.
2: Wait, they didn't answer for the Great Rocky?
3: Oh my god, how could that possibly be true? What does the answer machine sound like?
1: Thank you for calling the New York Historical Society. If you would like more information about our schedule, please press 1. If you would like to talk to a person, please call back during normal business hours. Thank you.
0: You know what? I know who's there anyway. I'll just go visit later.
2: Yeah? They obviously should have recognized the number and picked up.
0: Considering I switch phones every month, they probably don't.
2: Well, they didn't give you a secret code to just put in into the answering machine and then they'll instantly pick up? That's crazy, since you're so well-known by these people. Who's there right now? What's his name?
0: I'm looking for a Professor Paul DeBrand. He if memory serves, should be in the right wheelhouse to at least give us some sort of background on whatever this thing may be.
2: And he's at the Historical Society.
0: Yes, considering it is one of America's longest-running independent research libraries, I should hope that uh, my friends there should have something for us. Your
2: friends there, who
0: didn't answer their phone. They did recognize the number
3: and sent it to voicemail.
0: (laughs) Look out the window. It's a really odd place to put a piano, and then I'm going to sidestep and go for the scepter.
1: Kick him in the jaw. You have the option, Rocky. You want to dodge, maneuver, or fight back.
0: No, we're, we're going to fight back.
1: Uh, who has the better dexterity? I have a D.
0: You do. I have a 60.
1: Clearly, Roy's going to go ahead and rear back, swing with his foot. Needed a 54. You rolled a 58. We need uh, the same thing from Rocky.
0: Uh, I needed a 36. I rolled a 92.
1: You rear back and try to kick him in the jaw. He doesn't quite see you, but he reaches underneath the bed just at the right moment, and your foot just narrowly misses the top of his head. Rocky startles and rolls over onto his back, holding up his hands. Bugsy quickly intervenes. Gu- guys, what, what the fuck are you doing? Jesus Christ. It's almost like you're brothers or something. You work with someone long
2: enough, you just learn to hate them, I guess.
0: Uh, it's a mutual, it's a it's an agreed upon mutual hatred. I mean, isn't that right? I mean, I hate you, you hate me, which we just kind of live with it, right? Yeah. yeah see, there's, there's nothing wrong. It's It just happens.
1: I don't want to be uh, breaking up the party here, but I'm not super comfortable with this, all right? I got enough strife going on in my life right now. I'm just going to head down the street to the bar. Is that okay with you, Roy? Yeah, I can catch up with you there. I need a couple minutes alone, all right? There's a bar just in the corner. I'll I'll be there. That's the Sox bar, right? Yeah, Sox bar. You know it. I'll catch you guys later. See see you, Rocky. All right, I'll catch up. And he, he leaves. So the two of you are sitting there panting, feeling a little silly. I don't know what his problem is.
0: I know. I thought that was going rather well.
2: Anyway, as I was going to say before you decided that you're smarter and better than me and then embarrassed yourself by calling that fake historical society, I found this key. It was in the artifact. I assume it's to somewhere here at the Odebrati, because, you know, the artifact. It says, uh, I don't know what that symbol is. It's like an... it's like a math n one of those math n's and then a 217 and then there was this paper that said 76 so i figured there's two rooms we could be trying here 217 or 76
0: so i don't know if you noticed the uh the boarded up windows on that on the on the way in did you happen to notice
2: i was in a rush
0: so i asked at the front desk and the man up there claims that they're just doing some renovation and that uh, it should be done by the fall Seems like a pretty good excuse to hide something.
2: I can only assume that room 217 would be part of this renovation. So, uh, let's find some way to get in there.
0: Well, I mean, there's a button labeled 2 on the elevator, so that might be a good place to start.
1: Never heard of the stairs. Rocky's getting a good look at the artifact. Now that you hold the artifact in your hands and are allowed to examine it without a ticking time bomb distraction, you're struck with how well made it is. The filigreed silver actually sheaths a heavier silver core. At either end, ensconced in a gilded silver oblong cage, is a yellow cat's eye jewel. Near the middle of the scepter is a small stamp, which quite clearly reads Odobrati. So Roy figured out that the Odebrati stamp was actually a little sliding panel, and inside the key just sort of fell out of the hollow. Rocky and Roy, give me an appraise.
2: I needed a 5. I rolled a 76. That's a fail. I needed a 5. I rolled a 44 cuz I'm better than Rocky.
1: To you they look like cat's eyes marbles. The type and variety you're not sure. Pippa, you come back upstairs. You pass by Bugsy. Oh, hey Pip. I I'm just uh, heading out for a breath of fresh air. The, the guys are probably waiting for you. You doing okay? Yeah, no. Nah, I just I need I need a minute. You know, this whole trip has been great and everything. It's just been a really adrenaline-fueled day. You know know what what? I
3: was going to save this for me for a nightcap, but here. It looks like you need it. And I'm going
1: to give him the drink. What is it?
3: It's homemade hooch and it is amazing. Sweet potatoes. It's so smooth.
1: All right. Hey, man, I appreciate it. He departs and takes the elevator down. You you go towards the bank of rooms that you guys have and you can see that 609 is... the door is actually still left open. You can hear people talking in there
0: that clearly voices you recognize.
3: All right, I'm going to push the door open.
0: So as far as I could tell when I was looking into this, Oda has something to do with being or existing when you when you translate it over to English? From what? It's a great question. What language was it?
1: Serbo <laughs> Croatia. Pippa walks into the room just as Rocky's pontificating.
2: Well, there he is. The house murderer. It's not my fault. I rigged that up so if you were gentle, it wouldn't blow up the house. Well, you almost killed me. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you did.
0: Have you been drinking already?
3: You are another story. Why was it when we got to the restaurant, you all of a sudden had a New York accent? Sometimes you have to know how to speak to the locals in their
0: own I didn't
2: ask for your response. How come you don't talk like that in Boston, though? That's
1: enough. And from the street below, you hear a scream, (laughs) and then Bugsy yelling for cops. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes.
2: I I mean, I assume that sinister beings on floor two. I'm hoping the scepter is like a scepter of power. I hope that it's like the death spank thing, and it's just a worthless piece of trash. Well, my theory is that there's some form of, like, Cthulhu plant monsters on floor two, and it's like Batman's poison oh, ivy. That'd oh, that God, cool. we
0: stepped into the middle of Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, Seymour. I mean, some of us are trying to do investigating things. And, and some
2: of us are just trying to, like, be a blowhard who pretends like he has friends. I know, we're all doing our own thing.
1: Now
0: it's time for some
1: hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please, we'll be 100. Gabe, go first. Another
2: book that I'll be recommending this week. It's a nonfiction, but there's also recipes. It's it's one of those. Uh, It's Smuggler's Cove. It's by Martin Kate with or help with from his wife, Rebecca Kate. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, as of recording this, it is winter and nothing I enjoy more than the winter than tiki culture. I'm kind of a weirdo. I enjoy a good nog in the summer and a good tiki drink in the winter. It's getting cold. It's snowing now. I'm really dialing up the tiki stuff, getting out my tiki mugs, wearing Cuban-style shirts and shells around my neck. This is, to me, the best book that you can have on the subject matter. Martin Cade is, you know, other than those guys that started Tiki. I think that Martin Keate is the most prolific figure in all of Tiki culture. The way that he has been able to improve upon drinks in the past and make his own drinks is just incredible. And also the history that this book covers is just a very interesting read. Just learn about what kind of crooks these guys were and uh, how they were able to make this into a national and international phenomenon. So, you know, it's definitely one of those things that you gotta be interested in. It's not something that you're just gonna sit down and read. It's also the ultimate coffee table book as well as doubling as just some great recipes i think that pretty much every single recipe in the book i would be able to classify as the definitive version of that drink so that's smuggler's cove it's a lot of fun maybe some of you might be more interested in the summer but not me
1: all right uh moving on we're gonna go to brian um i'm going to recommend
3: an app it's called flash food It's an app that was created to cut down on food waste. So it's up to grocery stores and stuff like that to participate. But um, what it is, is anything that is near expiration, they heavily mark it down. And you can purchase it through the app. They put it in a cooler. And then you just come in, show your receipt, and you take it and leave. Uh, Meyer, Thrifty Acres, which is a Michigan area store, participates here. And I just looked just now. They have a veggie box Five pounds of veggies for $5. They're farmer's focus, organic, thin sliced uh, chicken breasts. Regular $12 are $6. So if you are someone like me who's trying to eat healthier and you don't want to buy a lot of groceries all at once and you're sick of seeing people or all this waste that goes into the dump, this is a fantastic app to try. It's very easy to use. Some days they don't have anything. And it's on a day-to-day basis. So it's, it's like, oh, I guess I'm having chicken tonight. If you can have that flexibility, it's a fantastic app. And, and it's got a really great message and, and movement to try to stop all that food waste that's happening every single place on this planet. Flash food. Hopefully there's some places
1: in your area that you can try. Cool. And Matt, you're up next.
0: As somebody who plays a lot of games, I tend to dive in and out of a lot of different genres. And one of the genres that I, I really enjoy but I absolutely suck at are 4X games. Things like Stellaris or Civ or Old World. Games that take a long time to play, that you have to know what you're doing, that you have to have, you know, plans and you have to be able to kind of read the environment. I suck at them. I love them, but I'm terrible. Which is why I'm really happy I found Slipways. Now, it bills itself as the world's first and so far only 3X game. So if you know the genre, the 4Xs are explore, exploit, exterminate, and expand. This game, there are only three of those. You can explore, you can expand, and you can exploit. But there's no warfare to speak of, it's just you. So the idea is, is that you are starting this galactic mega corporation, and it's up to you to scout planets, to create trade routes between them, and to kind of satisfy all of the conditions to make as much money as you can in the short time frame you have. So you get the full experience of playing like a space-based 4X game like Stellaris, but you can do it in like an hour or less. All the maps that you play on are procedurally generated, so every time you do it, it's a different game. Four or five different leaders, so every time you play, you can pick a new set of leaders to take with you which influences your tech tree so you get different types of technologies as you go it's a like a simplified sped up version of those big 4x games which i love because you can hop in you can play around and you can hop out and you don't lose you know two and a half days i mean who hasn't started a game of civ and you're like okay cool one more turn and it's been eight and a half hours so with this game you don't have to worry about losing a whole bunch of time you don't have to worry about you know micromanaging every little bit and piece you don't have to worry about climbing you know a 90 degree learning curve to get good it's a simple it's fast it's a lot of fun and it's everything that i love about big strategy games boiled down into a easy to use package that's fun and fast so if you're a fan of those those big you know galaxy spanning games where you're you know in charge of a whole universe but you don't want to waste the time uh give slipways a try it's it's a good time
1: well thanks matt it is my turn for my recommendo. And in November 2019, I bought a video game on Stadia called Rage 2. I knew absolutely zero about it, except that it was a first person shooter and the cover art was pretty cool looking because it featured like this punk rock looking meth head guy. But honestly, I only bought it be- for two reasons. First, Stadia's lineup at the time of their launch was pretty meager. Second, this particular game was on sale for under 20 bucks, so I played it for a few hours back then and then quickly set it aside because newer and more exciting games were coming out. Not too long ago, I decided, much like Matt, I was going to dig deep into my library and pull something back out. Give it a go, try to look back and see what all the moves are and everything. And I got to tell you, I'm super glad I did because it's developed by id Software, which... And Avalanche Studios, published by Bethesda Softworks, and it's a single-player experience that bears the earmarks of all those guys, all those publishers and developers. You can quickly see that it's a post-apocalyptic Mad Max meets Borderlands meets Fallout. It's an open world environment with uh, lots of secrets to uncover. And what I liked most about it is there's a prevalent sense of humor about the whole thing. Once you rank up your ranger character, investing in skill trees and collecting power-ups to modify your weapons and vehicles, you really start to feel like a badass anti-hero. Strolling through the wastelands, just shooting and looting. Uh, there's hours and hours of gameplay, so right now it's occupying most of my gaming time. I've sort of become obsessed with this. And Rage 2 is available at even steeper discounts than what I paid back in 2018 on multiple platforms. So, if this sounds like your cup of tea, I can highly recommend it for some shoot-em-up hilarity. Nice. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at LovecraftTapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at LovecraftTapes.
0: And if you can figure out why nobody answers my phone calls, let me know on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid.
2: And if you're a crybaby Yankees fan who wants to cry and cry in my ear, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. If
3: anybody can tell me how to pluck these hairs that just magically grew on my chest from drinking this alcohol,
1: please reach out to me at Brian Podcasts. <laughs> Until next time, roll for Yingling.
0: The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at
3: patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.